What's going on everybody? My name is Tristan and you're about to watch the Bethel Moments podcast. But before we get into this, make sure you subscribe, comment, and share. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of the Bethel Moments podcast. I know guys, this is a bonus episode for you guys and it's kind of amazing. I'm super excited. Um, I actually, this amazing man of God, I've been talking to him on Instagram, getting to know him. He's amazing. Like I am so blessed to call him a friend now. It's like, it's it's so amazing how God is connecting me to people in different countries. Like, whoa. Um, and he is doing something amazing in South Africa. Um, and I just like, I was thinking of scheduling him in November, but I just had to have him on ASAP. I felt the Holy Spirit just saying, now is the time. So I'm going to go ahead and just kick this off. And I'm going to welcome Pastor Brenton from Port Elizabeth, South Africa onto our podcast today. Welcome, Pastor Brenton. Hey Tristan, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for that amazing introduction. Um, it's such a blessing, man. You know, even um, the way God connected us was so divine. You know, and uh, I mean, it's just a testimony that you know, back in the day, people had to literally fly to different countries, write letters. Um, you know, but God, for every dispensation, He creates a way for people to connect. And so, thank you for reaching out. Thank you for being obedient. It's such a blessing being here with you today. Of course. I'm so grateful to have you. Such an honor. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right. So you have a word for us today? Yeah, I do. Let me, I, you know, um, even as, you know, when, when, when we were connecting, um, I think uh, God's been speaking to me so much about, you know, secret place people becoming people that are found in the secret place. Uh, Psalms 91 says, you know, uh, that we abide in the shadow, under the shadow of his wings. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I actually, let me, let, me, let me read it. You know, um, it's such a beautiful psalm uh, that, that I, I, have to, I have to read it. Because sometimes, you know, when you, when you quote something, I don't want to misquote um, a beautiful psalm like this. So <laughs> the Bible says here, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2 says, And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. And I like that. He who dwells. And that word dwell speaks about, you know, a dwelling place is a place that you live in. And if you look at our society today, um, there's so many... Uh, there's so many things that, 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 that young people, not only young people today, because... I think the whole uh, mindset that young people like teenagers are on social media is, is, is absolutely incorrect because I know our fathers, mothers, aunties, uncles, you know, families are on social media. And sometimes, the, you know, we, we don't realize it, but we are dwelling in places that are, that are not secret places, uh, that they are, are places that, that, that are not endorsing um, what God wants. And when you read a psalm like this, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I like this so much because it says, in the secret place of the Most High. So that automatically defines where the secret place is. And the Bible says here that it's He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And, you know, I, I think, first of all, that's, 
that's something uh, just and I, I, I want to encourage people uh, today to find themselves in that secret place um, where, 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 where oftentimes we, we focus so much on our position in the earth, what role we play in our companies, where we are in our families, uh, what we're doing in our churches. And I mean, uh, if, if anybody knows anything about church today, some of that uh, stuff is so uh, evident that people are not pushing for position um, in, in heaven, but more so position in the church. You know, where are, how, how close can I get to my senior pastor? Um, how soon can I get onto the pulpit? But the Bible says something in Matthew 6, uh, verses 6. It says that close the door. When you pray, go into your room, close the door. And, and uh, uh, you, you'll see this. I, I love going to it in the Bible. I, I mean, I know we got our apps and, and all this stuff, but I, I love opening the Bible um, because the gener we have a generation today that's so into technology that, that they actually forgot that the Bible is a book. You know, <laughs> it's a book with pages. <laughs> and um, that's why you'll notice I'm always going to the Bible because I want to awaken a generation to understand the value of God's word. That something happens, I mean, um, you know, to anyone watching right now, to anyone listening, something happens when you actually open the Bible. Um, and, and when you realize that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then further on in the book of John, it says, and the word um, became flesh and dwelt among us. That means the word of God can become flesh and dwell. The word of God can be made manifest. Uh, what you're reading, it might be words on a page, on a piece of paper. There's no power in, 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 in a book uh, with, 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 with words written on pages. But when you take the word of God and you believe it and you apply it, the Bible says something happens, it becomes alive in you. It becomes alive in you. It becomes something that, that, that is active. Look, look at what the Bible says here. It says, but when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you uh, openly. But the Bible says here, when you pray, which means... Which means secret place people understand that word when speaks about time. So if it says when you pray, it means that you've got to allocate time in your day that you are going to pray. That you're going to say, okay, I'm actually setting time apart. And, and keep in mind, family, this is what Jesus is saying. It's not, it's not one of his disciples, it's not a prophet, it's not a pastor. This is Jesus. And if, and if we want to become more like him, we've got to take what he says and we've got to do what he says. It says here, but you, when you pray, but you, but you and I, it doesn't matter if you've been a pastor for 30 years. If you are not praying, you are not finding yourself in a secret place. You, you're getting caught in the form of godliness by denying the power of God, which is the word of God. And I want to encourage you with this family. Listen to this. But when you pray, when you pray, go into your room, which means it's talking about creating an environment. Many times we, we want to see God, but we don't create an environment where God wants to dwell in. And, and let me make it practical. How many of you know that if, you're, uh, if your room is untidy, if your clothes is all over the place, your bed's not made up, 
your books are all over the place, you know, everything is chaotic, it's difficult to focus. So environment is important. How do we know environment is important? Check this family in Genesis. God creates a whole garden before he puts a man into it. So environment is important. God is not going to, God never created a man and then said, okay, so tell me what you need. No, God created the environment and gave the man and woman everything they needed and then put them in that place. When you create the environment that you're going to find yourself in to see God, create the atmosphere. Environment, environment is, 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 is what is around you. Atmosphere is the emotion you create. How many of you know that when you walk into a room, if, I, I know we've all been in this situation where we walk into a room and someone comes in and we all are joyful and the minute that person walks in, we all go quiet. And that person's like, hey, you know, what's up? Like, you know, what, what did I do? You know, but it's because uh, uh, that person could have come into the room, they had a bad day and they just came in, barged in and shut the door behind them. And then we were all like, you know, enjoying ourselves up until this person came. So that means atmospheres get created by people like you and I. Um, and an atmosphere um, is something that you cannot see, which means an atmosphere is also spiritual. And if you can't see something that you are creating, it means that there is a spirit behind the atmosphere that you are creating. So when you, when you, when you realize it, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you walk into a room, the roots is the Holy Spirit. That means the fruits must be the joy of the Holy Spirit. The love of the Holy Spirit, um, love, joy, peace, kindness, the fruits of the Spirit. That means when, when you walk into a room, people who are, who are in a bad mood or aren't feeling good will be affected by the atmosphere that you bring into the room. It, it means that you carry something. The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now you must understand this. The world is a system. The earth is what God created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth is what God created. The world is a system. Do not be conformed to the pattern of the world. So the world is not the earth we live in. The world is a system. It's a mindset. So if you come in uh, uh, to an environment, you can function of you can function by you can function by the systems of this world. Or you can function by the systems from above, which is in heaven. And that means when the Bible says, and this is why it's so important when the Bible says, when you pray, go into your room. When you are alone in your room, you start developing a supernatural culture. So you can come, you know, let's be real today. You come in and, and you wake up in the morning and your mom uh, said, you know, your mom didn't make breakfast for you and you expected her to make breakfast. And, 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 and it's something simple like that. You And then as, as you, um, um, you know, you want to greet your dad and he's so busy to get, he's just ready to go to work. And all of a sudden it feels like, you know, um, wow, I'm having a bad morning. This is a bad morning. You, you want to reach out to a family member, they decline your call. It's like a whole bunch of things coming up against you that's natural. When you go into your room, it's up to you. And I'm just making a simple example here. It's up to you how you allow the systems or your environment in the world to affect your spirituality. That's why when you go into a room, you shut the door, which means I, I want to say this, uh, you know, some of us need to have some, some more shut doors. 
shut the door on on lust. Shut the door on pride. Uh, shut the door on desiring uh, uh, function and, and, and no unction of the Holy Spirit. Shut the door on, 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 on things that are distracting you. It might even be your boyfriend. It might be your girlfriend. Sometimes you need to shut the door and be without your significant other. When you're serving Jesus, sometimes we're so used to holding our girlfriend's hand and we're not holding the hands of Jesus uh, that, that we got to understand that we got to get into a, a, a closed room where we say, God, this is about you and I. The Bible says, when you pray, go into your room, create the environment, put some, put some worship on. You know, uh, there's a difference between worship in, as a genre of music and worship as a lifestyle. And let me, let me help us today. Worship in context of music helps us to focus, to align our attention to Jesus. When you hear a song, um, as you're playing, it says, Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. All of a sudden, you realize why I'm here. I'm here to worship. I'm here to bow down. My dad uh, was weird with me this morning. My mom never made the breakfast. I tried to call my cousin. They didn't answer the phone. But I'm not here in the secret place to allow these circumstances around me to define my pursuit towards Jesus. That's why secret place people understand. The Bible says the father who is in the secret place. If you are not in the secret place, you never access the father. The Bible says the Father is in the secret place. How do you how do you know the embrace of a Father if you never in the if you never position yourself close enough to the Father for Him to embrace you? And many of us are saying, "Well, I I don't know God." Well, you don't know Him because you're not pursuing a relationship with Him. You can read you can read all day long about Him. Uh, I could I could ask I mean I could ask Tristan to email me every episode that is that 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 he's been a part of and 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 email me and say hey Pastor B this is what happened this is what happened and I can I can have an understanding based on what was written and what was put in the email to me but up until I go onto YouTube I click the subscribe button I start watching a couple of videos. And I start sharing it. I, I share it because what I'm watching now influences me. What I'm sharing, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. When other, when other men and women on this platform is sharing about Jesus, faith comes by hearing. So you've got to filter what you hear. The Bethel Moments is a great platform to, to allow what, what is coming from men and women to come into your life. To say, man, these testimonies, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Faith comes by hearing. So the more I hear these testimonies, the word of God that they share. Now when I hear scripture like Pastor Beer sharing Matthew 6, 6, I can go to the word of God. Before, it used to be a book with pages. A couple of things. If you go back and you can see, okay, this is when it was printed. But now when I catch the spirit of it, when I watch Bethel moments, I catch the spirit of what um, my brother Tristan is doing. When I go and watch it now, when I go and I, I read it and I start seeing, but when you pray, I read it for myself now. Go into your room. I go into my bedroom. I close the door. I start realizing what is written is real. What is written is not something, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, Tristan, I, I want to encourage people with this, that that um, it was once asked, they, they asked an evangelist, why are people reading the Bible for so many years and, and people and some people are still not being transformed? Some people are still not being, uh, you know, activated and, 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 and changed by the gospel of Jesus. And he, he answered so powerfully. And I, I want to close with this. Um, uh, just a couple of closing thoughts. And, and he, he said this. It's the same reason why soap is made every day and people are still dirty. You can, you can have soap in your bedroom, you can have soap in your bathroom, but unless you apply it, you will never be clean. You can have the Word of God in your bedroom, you can have the Word of God, you can even have 50 Bibles on a shelf, but stacked up, but unless you open the Word of God, read the Word of God, let it, let it become imparted into your life, allow it to be birthed inside of you, that when you read a scripture now uh, in, in the Word of God, and you start paging through the Bible, and you find what the word of God says. And all of a sudden, what is written in the Bible. But when you pray, you start realizing, hey, the Bible speaking about me. It doesn't matter how long I've been serving the Lord. It's saying, yeah, but you, but you, when you pray, uh, while you are watching me, I'm speaking to you. While when you pray, are you praying? You know, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who sees in the secret, many people are not understanding. They don't get breakthrough. But the Bible is telling us where the breakthrough comes from. You can't pray in crisis. When you pray in crisis, it's like calling a friend for money and saying, hey, man, um, I, I, I need a hundred. Uh, can you give me a hundred, please? And then they give you a hundred and then they never hear from you again. Because you see, if if you only pray in crisis, it means you're only calling upon him for his resources. You're not calling upon him because you want to get to know him. You want to build a relationship with him. The Bible says in Isaiah 62, it says that, that, that because of your iniquity, I've turned my ears against you. It's because of your desire for sin that I don't hear you. That's what the Bible says. You know, so sometimes we are asking God for breakthrough. But we are asking him uh, because, but we still have brokenness in our hearts. And if we don't come into the secret place, you know, when, when you see the word father here, you must remember a father is always related to a son or a daughter. So, and if you come into the secret place and you find your father, it means, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got five kids. And here's the beautiful thing. All my children believe I'm a multimillionaire. It, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It doesn't matter what time of the month it is. When they ask me for something, they're expecting me to give it because I am their father. They don't doubt that whatever they ask for, that I don't have the resources to provide it. If you know him as father in the secret place, you ask with confidence that he will answer. You ask with confidence that he will answer. And here's the thing. I think any of us who knows who knows how our family works is that sometimes you're going to ask your parents for something and they might not give it to you when you need, when you want it, but they will give it to you when they have it and when you need it. And so sometimes when you come into God, you see, I want to make this illustration uh, a couple, a couple of uh, uh, years ago. So I'm, I'm, I'm 41. Um, and so I was born in the eighties. I grew up in the 90s, 
Um, back then, there was no social media. Um, if you wanted to take a photo, the, the, the challenge with our generation today, uh, they don't understand process. Because today, when you take a photo with your phone, it's immediately accessible. Then you can send it. But back then, we had to, we had to buy little cameras that had a film in, and you had to take photos, and you couldn't see the photos. So, uh, Tristan, we didn't know even if the photos came out good. We didn't even, I mean, we could go on a, we would go on a school tour, take photos, and we wouldn't even know if we captured the experience. Now, I want to I share this with you, my brother and sister, while you're watching this, that, that, Back then, we would have to take the photos, they would have to take the form out, take it into a dark room, leave it in there for the photos to be developed. Only once it's been developed, we would take it from there and they would come and show you and say, hey, hey, Brenton, check this out, man, here's the photos that you took. The problem with our generation today, they want the end result without the process. They don't want to go into dark rooms to be developed. They don't want to go into quiet places to be developed. They want to bypass the processes of development. They want to bypass all these things. And then they want the photo. They want the end result. And that's why we understand that, that when people are, are, are not seeking God in the secret place, it means that they want public victories without secret place pursuits. They want public rewards without secret place pursuits. The more you can stay in the secret place without a reward, the more you will love Jesus. The problem is when people get when people get victories and rewards with no process, they don't understand the sacrifice it takes for God to produce. You know, gold is only pure once it's been put in the fire. And, and if you don't, the, 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 the longer it stays in the fire, um, you might have nine karat gold because you only left it for a certain amount of time in the fire. And then when it's poured out, it's only nine karat. But if you leave it longer and you turn up the heat, it becomes 24 karat. If you turn up the heat more, it becomes platinum. And many people are on the nine karat gold uh, uh, process because they don't want to be refined by the fire of God to become the best version that you and I can become. You see, um, man, man promotes you. But God imparts himself into you so you can become like Jesus. You, when you become like Jesus, you don't need to become like your pastor. You don't need to become a prophet. You don't need to become an evangelist. Because when you become like Jesus, he is prophet, priest, and king. He is going to put everything that you need. He said this in Matthew 4, 19. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Which means if you follow Jesus... He's going to make you. He's going to create in you a desire that you never knew you had. He's going to, but it's going to come from this place. When God develops you, when God develops you, he calls you anointed. There's a story in the Bible we all know. And um, uh, I'm being like a good pastor. And, I'm, and this is going to be my last conclusion. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's a story in the Bible. And I want you to pay attention to this when you talk, when you understand secret place development. David was anointed at king when he was, I think, I mean, uh, many people have different ages, but I think it's, it's either, I think it's between 15 and 17 around there. Um, he was anointed as king. But pay attention to how he was anointed as king. The people that were in the room was not the people chosen. The people that was in the room were, were, they, were they were supposed to be chosen based on what, Samuel thought or, or Jesse thought 
would be perfect kings because these guys were in the army. They, they, they were in the army of Israel. They were well-built, probably muscular, you know, look good. Uh, they probably thought, man, if they put the robe on, they look like a king. And then God says, don't look at the outward appearance, but God is looking at the inward. And he asks, do you have another son? And the other son is not in the room. The other son is with the sheep. And, and, and if you catch that principle, the first place of God anointing you is when you are more devoted to the sheep, more devoted to the people of God, more devoted, uh, more devoted to the price uh, rather than the crown, uh, more devoted um, 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 to the more devoted to understanding the thorns than the roses. Um, because sometimes people want the roses but don't want the thorns. Uh, people want the crowns but they don't want the sacrifice. And if you look at where David was, David then gets anointed, but in the next chapter, he's not king. That means anointing doesn't necessarily mean appointing. That means in the secret place, God teaches you that even though I know I'm anointed, even though you're watching this and you're saying, man, my heart's resonating um, with what you're saying, Pastor B., um, just because God's speaking to you now doesn't mean you've got to jump out of the boat and start um, walking on water ministries. You know, just because God gives you an encounter, don't jump from the encounter and start a ministry. Allow God to develop, with, develop it within you so that when you understand the secret place, he who sees what is in the secret place then rewards you openly, which means David was a king while he was looking after the sheep. But over a process of time, the next chapter, the, the, the person that's anointed as king is taking sandwiches to his brother. So that means there's certain things. He took sandwiches to his brother, but the sandwiches became a doorway for him to take Goliath. So when you understand it, God develops you and then he calls you anointed. Because as he anoints you, you go into the process of development. And I want to encourage someone listening today. Allow God to birth the secret place hunger within you. To find Jesus in the secret place. To get to know him. To, to realize that, that if Jesus is the word, then, then you gotta you gotta read every page in the Bible. And, and as you read it, it'll start it, it will it will start just becoming alive. Because let me tell you this, my brothers and my sisters. That Jesus is alive. And, and, and if he's alive, that means that when you pick up this Bible, it's living. It's living. It might look like a book to those who don't believe. But to us, but to us who believe, it is the power of God unto salvation. Romans 1.16. So family, thank you so much, Tristan. Uh, thanks. I, I really trust that, 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 God, that God has touched someone just with what I'm sharing and I, I believe that, that God is going to develop people in the secret place more than ever before. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, is, is there anything else, Kristen? Yeah, uh, I have some questions. I like to do a little bit of Q&A just so, because I believe that a lot of the times people go to church, they receive the word, but then they walk out with questions and they don't, they don't ask the pastor because a lot of pastors mm. are in their green room, you know? So I love, <laughs> I love, I love what I do here because it, it really it brings um it brings light to some questions that people may ask. Mm -hmm. Um, I pray about the questions beforehand, and this is a mm -hmm. question that Holy Spirit really brought to me that I wanted to ask you because um 
I, what I'm seeing in my church, we're starting to move towards prayer. I'm seeing all over um, my town, a lot of churches are moving their church focused on to prayer, which I'm so happy about because that's what I've been praying for. Um, mm. And you said that your church has been really focusing on prayer. And I'd love to know yeah. um, how has prayer changed your church and what have you seen take place? Uh, you know, I, I want to I grab a, a scripture in Isaiah 54 okay. um, and then I'll, I'll answer that question. You know, I think firstly, um, whenever you're going to push a, a prayer movement, mm. uh, people are never ready for it mm. because prayer is going to require time. Mm. And people are going to say, oh, well, like what we did, I said for the month of September, we're going to pray every day from Monday to Friday at 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. And that's only one hour. Mm -hmm. But think about it. 6 p.m. is right after many people are working. Uh, so it's going to be like, ah, oh, man, now how do I go make supper for my family? But I wanted to place a demand on choosing Jesus mm. in our church and placing a demand on, 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 on sacrificing our schedule and allow God to break into our schedule at mm. 6 p.m. And let's just eat later, man. Like it's only one month that we're going to eat a bit later um, or let's eat earlier. But let's get our families to church. Um, and, and here's the scripture that the Lord gave me. It's in Isaiah 54, verses 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations. And I will make the desolate cities inhabited. Now, in, in order for you to see this, it, it means the Bible saying, that you gotta enlarge it, it, it you it, you gotta enlarge, you gotta expand. Mm. So what the Lord spoke to me about is why I pulled the church into the secret place was because we needed it, we needed to increase our capacity spiritually so that we could handle what God's gonna do in the next couple of months. Mm. If you don't increase spiritual capacity and the glory of the Lord fills uh, the church, you're gonna be watching your time. Mm. And you're going to be saying, yeah, well, you know, yeah, everyone's crying now, but we usually end at 12. So family, you know, this morning, and we're going to spiritualize it and we're going to make it, you know, um, we don't want to offend anyone this morning. So if you want to encounter God, um, we're going to close the service now and whoever wants to continue can. You know, I think you've heard that, Tristan. I think you've heard <laughs> that, you know, but I'm saying um, if the Bible in the book of Acts if 120 people were waiting in, in, in the place with in one accord in the same place and the Holy Spirit came, then we can't be divided in our pursuit. We can't say, okay, so those who want to stay can stay and those who want to go must go. We've got to all stay. If God, like, why would you leave if this is what you're asking for? Mm. You know, so that's that's a, one of the big reasons was I wanted God to stretch out the pigs. We wanted to uproot. We wanted to expand to the right, to the left. Um, you know, we wanted to go higher. We wanted to go deeper. So mm. so that's where, where God just started speaking to me about, you know, uh, when it comes to what, what God is doing in our prayer, in our prayer time at church. I love it. Yeah, and I think that in... And we've, we've, we've been talking about that secret place going into that room with God. And I do the same mm. thing. I turn on, um, I turn on BSSM encounter room for school and I, I get into mm. my word, you know, every night and it's like my brain lights up with a moment with him. And then it's like, uh, after I transition from reading, I go into just strict prayer and, 
um, things I pray for, I see answers, but at times I don't see answers. So that kind of leads me in my next question is how should a Christian respond to unanswered prayer? You know, um, I think firstly, um, it, we have to address the fact as to why we pray. Mm. Um, firstly, we pray because we want to build a relationship. Um, prayer is that the Bible says when you pray, uh, it says uh, pray to your father. Um, and so that speaks about, um, I touched on it earlier, but when you say father, it speaks about relationship. Mm. Uh, it, it, so you can't, you cannot be praying out of, like I said, out of just wanting answered prayer. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get frustrated because they are only praying because they want answers, not because they want to know him. Yeah. And so if you praying because you want answers, then you might as well call your pastor, yeah. call your youth leader and say, Hey man, this is what I'm dealing with. Rather go for counseling. If you want answers, mm. you know, if you want quick answers, Call me up, say, Pastor B, um, I'm dealing with this. I'm battling with, with smoking. How do I give up? You know, uh, uh, I'll tell you, okay, do this, uh, stop, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, um, but, but, but some guys are, are wanting, they're saying, Lord, help me to stop smoking. And then they want to go out the door and they want the desire for that cigarette or, or, or vape or whatever guys are smoking today. Yeah. Uh, they want that desire to leave them. But the Bible says something very interesting in Hebrews 11. It says, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what is not seen, mm. which means sometimes our prayers are answered, but we just haven't seen it yet. Mm. And if you don't understand the word of God, the Bible says in Romans 8, 18, for I consider the sufferings of this present time not worth to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. Mm. So sometimes we think that suffering is just the devil. But sometimes God is allowing the suffering for the glory of God to be revealed in you. Mm. And so when you, are, when you start pursuing God from that place, you look for less answers and you look more for him. Wow. wow. You know? Um, and, and so the more I have Jesus, that even in my suffering, I realize my suffering has purpose. Mm. I realize that sometimes my prayer is not being answered as purpose. Because maybe if, if he gave, think about it this way, Tristan, if God gave us everything we asked for, we would be like spoiled children. Mm. You know, then you, would, then, you would, then you would be walking around with like a spiritual crown and you know, all puffed up and saying, oh, when I ask God for anything, he just gives it to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the, but the key uh, is, is that um, how do you respond to it is that you've, you, and I'm going to say it all the time, you've got to open this thing. Mm -hmm. This is how you respond to it. You know, um, you got you got to realize that the battle at Jericho, it was only one after seven days. Mm -hmm. And on the seventh day, they had to walk seven times around. Now, I mean, if you just carnal about it, you're like, yo, God, we already walked six days around this thing. Now, on the seventh day, you want us to walk seven times, you know? And so that tells you, if you want God to answer, you've got to understand that your pursuit needs to be in the right place. Mm. And obedience is better than sacrifice. So obedience is better than what, because see, some people barter with God. You know, if I give you my phone, Lord, I see this on social media these days. Well, I'm going to go off social media. 
And, and your intention is because I want to grow closer to God. But then why go back onto social media? Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so why can't you just do what, do what Tristan's do, doing and use social media to give God glory? Because mm. why, why is social media taking the glory away? It's because it's becoming something you're focusing on. Amen. So sometimes it's, it's prayers about focus. If it's about my relationship, then whether he answers or not, I have him. Amen. 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 <laughs> that, that is good. And I think that just like you, you hit that so spot on with the social media thing because that that's something I was doing. So for before I started about the moments, I was like, no phone. I didn't even want a phone. I just wanted a flip phone because I was like, <laughs> God, I feel there's so much negative energy on these platforms and things like that. Yeah. Devil. Then I felt God tell me like, why are you afraid of it? Why don't you go in there and change it? You know? So yeah. I really, yeah. my mission at the moment is to build a light online, you know, and wow. shine the light wow. into that darkness. And, yeah. and all you listening, like turn, you should do that. You should, if you, if you have Christ living within you, Yes, be a light in the world, but we now have a digital world that we all heard slowly, you know, it's connected to us. It's part of yeah. our life now. Yeah. And, and we can shine the light of Jesus in that darkness as well. And don't, yeah. don't be afraid of the devil because he wants you to be afraid of it. Like, oh, this is new. Mm -hmm. there's, there's bad yeah. stuff on here. But, but, you know, there's so many unbelievers on the internet that haven't met Christ yet. And you, you, yeah. could, be, you could be the reason why that they meet yeah. through your phone um it's so good and this is where this is where i wanted to ask this question from you is um how can we show the love of christ through through our prayer like through group prayer as well like you know um uh you know it's so funny when i when i think of this um when you're asking that um usually people quote the scripture when they have meetings and not a lot of people come and they always say, where two or three are gathered, uh, <laughs> there is in the midst of us, you know, when you expected hundreds to come and like 10 people pitch and you're like, hey, guys, don't worry. Where two or three are gathered, you know, together in his name, there is in the midst of them. But, but the reality is, and this is such a powerful scripture if we understand it, that Tristan, just because you and I are in conversation right now, there is not... There is not uh, just you and I here. He is here because where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst of them. Mm. So when you start realizing the reality of what God's word is saying, that even though I'm in, in South Africa, you in the U.S., God is, in, God is on your couch while he's standing here next to me as well. So that means where two or three are gathered together in the name of Jesus, to give him glory. When we say, Father, guys, let's hold hands and let's pray. Mm -hmm. Immediately, we are not only praying to him, we are praying with him. Okay. He is with us in the room. He is saying, Amen. When we say, Father, let your kingdom come, he says, Amen. Mm -hmm. When we say, I, I pray for my friend here, his, his hands is on your friend as well. You know, and, and we got to realize that, that it's about understanding when we get together, there he is. In the midst of in the Bible also says that that if if two or three ag agree upon anything, mm. you know, it will be done for them. Yeah. And then it goes on to say, for where two or three are gathered, he is in the midst of them. So 
It's understanding, and I think um, Miles Monroe said this, where purpose is not defined, abuse is inevitable. Mm. Where purpose is not defined, abuse is inevitable. So when we get together and we have this mindset that God is here, mm-hmm. he's with us, then all of a sudden we realize that the purpose of getting together, whether we are two or three or 10,000, it means that the purpose is that God is with us. Mm-hmm. We realize that we can have, just like we have on a Sunday morning or Sunday evening, a powerful encounter because corporate, corporately uh, we, we're pursuing. But if we are, if you and I, Tristan, are believing God right now, he, I can sense the Holy Spirit, even as I'm sharing this with you, mm-hmm. that he's here with us, you know, and that's the, that's the importance of it. It's for us to practice the presence of God. It's for us to practice that, that if we get together often, I, we, had, we, had, we, we started something with our friends and we said, we're not getting together for, um, I think you guys call it the barbecue. We call it the bride. And, uh, and so uh, we're not getting together for any sort of social or whether you want to call it, uh, you know, socializing or fellowshipping, but we're not getting together without talking about Jesus and praying before we leave each other. Mm-hmm. And so it's about recognizing that he is with us wherever we are. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important. Wow, that's beautiful. I'm, I'm going I'm to give that a try, actually, whenever I leave, whenever I have a hangout. Because I have a group of friends that I go, I go to worship night with every Wednesday. Yeah. I'm going to incorporate that into my uh, lifestyle. Because that's uh, so that's- beautiful. Because recognizing him with you, you know, because we all have <laughs> him. That's, that's amazing. I think everybody should do that. Um. Well, it's been amazing having you on, and I'm so grateful. Um, Thank you, man. And I can't wait to see like what God does with us, man. Like in our yeah. like um, absolutely. I, I definitely got to come visit sometime, and uh, we got anytime, anytime, anytime. Um, and I think that because this is the internet, like I said, there's a lot of people that don't know Christ. And you being a pastor, I know you've probably seen so many people be saved. And I just feel yeah. like, like I said, there's a reason why you're on today. Um, I'd love for you to lead us in a salvation prayer and um, mm-hmm. talk about what salvation is before we go. Come on. So this is this is one of the favorite parts of my Sunday services. Um, I, I always say this, that, and if you're watching, um, you know, today, uh, whatever time of the day you are watching um, and you don't know Jesus, firstly, you must understand the benefits of following Jesus' family that you become part of the body of Christ. Um, did you know if you accepted Jesus today, Tristan in America becomes your brother in Christ and Brenton here in South Africa becomes your brother in Christ, which means if you're battling in your family, when you accept Jesus, you have brothers and sisters that are all over the world. You have brothers in France that you know nothing about. They're out there serving Jesus, just waiting to meet you, waiting to find And This is the beautiful part, not only in the earth, the Bible says when one sinner comes to repentance, all of heaven rejoices. So there's two good reasons why you must give your life to Jesus. Before I even tell you what the real reasons are, is that you get you come into a family and also heaven rejoices when you just accept Jesus. Then the Bible says this in John 1 verses 12. It says to those who receive him and believe him, he's given them the right to become a child of God. So here's the thing. Um, no one can take this right away from him. The Bible says when you receive him and believe in him, which means I could, I could give you a gift. You could take the gift, 
But if you don't open the gift and enjoy the gift, you won't believe that it's a gift. And that's why many people aren't transformed by Jesus is because they receive him, but they don't believe him. But here's the key today. If you watch him, receive him and believe in him. Receive him that he's a savior. Believe that he's a savior. And then he gives you the right to become a child of God. Here's a powerful verse. Verse 13 says, not of father's will or human decision, which means it doesn't matter how you get to this place. You know, there are many ways to Jesus, but there is only one way to heaven. You can come to Jesus through your brokenness. You can come to, through Jesus through visiting a church service. You can come through Jesus right now like you're watching through this encounter just from watching uh, me share God's word or, or just in, um, sharing with you. And you could come to Jesus this way. But there are many ways to Jesus, but there's only one way to heaven. Without Jesus, you cannot go to heaven. The Bible says that, that for God so loved the world, God so loved you, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. When you accept Jesus today, you step into having everlasting life, which means that even though you die today, it means that you don't die. It means the body that's carrying Brenton Goldman, the spirit. The Bible says before you were born, he knew you. Before you were in your mother's womb, he knew you. So that means that when you, when you die in the flesh, when you die in your natural, that you actually carry on living in heaven. Mm. So I want to invite you, if you're watching, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to, to come into this family of brothers and sisters, all over the world that loves you. And if you if you want to do this with me, I want you to say this prayer after me. After me. Say it with me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe you. I recognize that I'm a sinner. I recognize that without you, I cannot live. Without you, I cannot go on with my life. I acknowledge you as Lord of my life. Today, Jesus, come and take over my whole life. Take control of my life. Today, I promise and I vow to love you, Jesus, to serve you, to find out more about you and to walk in your way. Today, I believe that I'm a child of God and that I'm a son of the living God. Mm. You know, uh, that if you take a plant um, out of the ground, it will still be a plant. Mm. It will be existing, but it won't be living because it's not connected to the source of life. If you take a fish out of the water, it will still be a fish. It will be existing, but it won't be living. Mm. If you and I are separated from God, we will still be existing, but we won't be living because we're not connected to the source of life. Today, when you said that prayer, you just reconnected yourself to the source of life. God bless you, family. God bless you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Brenton. Um, I want to uh, honor you and pray over your ministry um, and to pray over you because I believe God's positioning you, like I already said, into you're about to be slingshotted into your uh, purpose. Thank you. Thank you. So, Father God, I ask that you, 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 you send your fire down onto Pastor Brenton's church, God, that when people enter his church, they have an encounter with you that they run out of there 
like the one, the Samaritan woman and yell of all the things you did at his church, God, and yell of how they encountered Jesus, the, 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 the son that died for our sins, how they, they had a moment with you, God, that changed their entire life, whether they're healed, whether they, they had um, an addiction go away that, that they actually experienced you and it changed them forever, God. And I ask that you equip Pastor Brenton to continue to preach the word and to change lives and to go into different countries and do exactly what he did here today and and speak to people that have never heard the name of Jesus. God, I ask that you equip him as a pastor, as an apostle, as somebody that loves you, God, that you equip him to go out and change hundreds of thousands of people like, like, like the, like Stephen Furtick, like, like Billy Graham, like, um, like, like all these heroes of the faith, God, that you, you take him, God, under your wing and you change lives in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Lord. Right. Thank you guys. I'm so happy you, um, got to experience this with us. Um, if you accepted Jesus Christ today, please put it in the, in the comments below. Also, we have a prayer group. If you need prayer, uh, click the link in the description. I love you all. See you later. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you can stay up to date with all Bethel Moments content.